So I think that's the tension that that, that Alan was trying to kind of tease out in this video. Uh, I'm not I'm not in community with you. I'm not in proximity with you. Think whatever you want. I was teasing this out because you guys are like the chat was going crazy. I was teasing this out. I actually think financially. Bruce Lawn. This is going to be an interesting one. Okay, now you guys know I love Alan Parr. That's my buddy. That's my brother. And I loved this video so much that uh, I wanted to show it to Michael and oh, bounce man. it and bounce it off of him because I think this is a really interesting video. It's a video that may trigger some of you. Why I believe pastors can have private jets and be filthy rich. I would love to hear this, bro. Would absolutely love to hear this. So I'm see we, we see how much of it we can get. I'm through. already frustrated. You're already frustrated. <laughs> Now, over the years, many well-known pastors and ministry leaders have been significantly criticized for owning private jets. And because we know the approximate value or cost of these private jets, many people have written these people off as if they are money-hungry, greedy televangelists who are simply exploiting people out of their hard-earned money. Now hey, yo, private jets are expensive. Very. But and expensive the upkeep. The The upkeep! Upkeep. The and fuel. you gotta pay and you gotta fuel, you gotta pay the pilot, you gotta pay the uh flight attendants, yeah, you gotta pay to land like in private airports. It's hey man, you got money, you got money. Quick, 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 quick side story. I went to a Vivo event at South by Southwest. I never know if I told you this. It was the night I met Jay-Z. And they got Jay-Z. You met Jay-Z? Yeah, yeah, I met Jay-Z. I gotta, I'll tell you about it another time. But the 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 homegirl, my homegirl did the event. I ended up becoming friends with her and we chopped it up and this whole bit. And she said that they got Jay-Z for free because of Kanye. Right when they were doing Watch the Throne. Oof. And, uh, and so they were out there. It was like everybody's in leather jackets, the whole bit. And then she was triggered because we went and hung out with uh, her in New York. It was like me and Belief, I think, one time. We were just the breaks era. Or no, right after the break. I don't know. Okay. It was, and she, was, she said, Jay-Z said he'd do the show for free and then invoiced her $50,000 for his jet fuel and pilot. Because he threw he proves private jet out there. Dang, hey, I'm with it. That's still a that's, that's still free. A, that's still a risk. I mean, that's still a, a discount. That's a, that, that's free. <laughs> so private jets are expensive. Even if you own one, it's still expensive to fly from New York Upkeep, to to Austin. That. The second thing that people will say with regard to ministers is that you know what Jesus was poor, and so therefore ministers need to be poor too. Because Jesus, if you want to be like Jesus, you know you, you you can't have a lot of money. Once again, aren't all of us supposed to be like Jesus? Not just pastors, not just ministry leaders, hmm. but besides that. When we look at many, many other Christian leaders or people in the Bible whom God clearly had his hand on, people like Job, people like David, people like Solomon, they were very, very wealthy. Yeah, and I agree. Amen. I agree. But there was different characteristics that they had that these pastors don't. Mm. Not that I'm not saying they don't. I'm not saying they don't. Mm. Maybe I'm tripping. All right. But I'm saying, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about all right, it. all right, all right. Even at times, God said, you know what, if this wasn't enough, I'll give you more. And so this idea of, you know, uh, I should be uh, poor and that will make me more like Jesus is once again just kind of a false assumption. Third thing, preachers should not be rich because many people in their congregation are not rich. Now for this one, this is an easy one. Listen, uh, pastors are not responsible for the financial condition of those who follow them because some people mm, might be rich because they made investments or maybe they made, uh, they have an inheritance or they just made good solid uh, financial decisions. You disagree with this? Yeah, not. I, I don't want to say pastors are responsible, like indebtedly responsible for their congregation's wealth. Mm -hmm. But it's like if you got money and someone in your con that's faithful to your congregation mm -hmm. is like missing rent or missing mm -hmm. bills, you gotta you gotta fork that up, bro. 
What if they're missing rent, missing bills because they made terrible decisions? That's fine. Like you could still you could still help them out and try to teach them better. Okay, but you said help them out versus teach them two different things. For how long do you help them out? I mean, you could definitely do one bill cycle and be like, "Yo, like, okay, what if they're still broke and still not paying rent?" Then then there decisions. has to be a conversation of like, "Yo, maybe you're broke because you make terrible decisions." And that's where community comes in, and you can talk about that. But I think if someone that's a, like a faithful member of your church that is missing on bills or is like struggling crazy, yep. and they're not known to be like irresponsible, like that, yeah, 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 yo, help them out. Why not? Like, I don't like. I, I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just saying. Yeah, no, where no, no, do we for draw sure, the line? For sure. Yeah, let's keep going. Yeah, other people might be poor, maybe because they did not make necessarily the best decisions with their money or whatnot. So once again, that's kind of a false one as well. So now we get to the question: Is it right for a pastor to have a private jet? Now. Pay attention all the way no. through because, like I said earlier, you're going to understand where I'm going with this video. And I want to give you three questions. The first question is, what no. could the benefits be for a pastor to have a private jet? Mm. Well, the first one is just that, privacy, right? So if you are a public figure where everywhere you go, people are pulling at you, they're asking you for an autograph, <laughs> they want to take selfies with you, they want to have time with you, they want to ask you Nobody the 50 million question that they've always wanted to ask you. And you know what? You just don't want to be bombarded with that all the time. You want a certain level of privacy so that you can go where you want to go and, and, and not have, have to necessarily... Yeah, you have a home! That's where your privacy is at. So, 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 you have a home, but you can't get on a plane without getting bombarded and... But what does getting on the plane and bombarded mean? Like, what does that, what does that mean? Because I have never seen someone get, like, attacked... Mm -hmm. Not attacked like physically. I mean, like attacked, like bombarded uh -huh. with questions and spiritual things at an airport. I've only seen that after services, especially of a popular mm. pastor. And if the pastor stays after the sermon, yeah, yeah. people is a line of people. I want to ask them questions. Want them to have prayer. Sure. Wanted to compliment them on on the. So you're on saying the thing. They're, they're popular in a specific context, not necessarily just moving around. The yes, airport. bro. Like. Right. If somebody sees Stephen Furtick in at, at the Atlanta airport, the Atlanta airport is not going into a frenzy because Stephen Furtick is there. Okay, he's not Kanye. Okay, if Kanye was there, frenzy. I mean, Kanye traveled without security. If it was a frenzy for like a week, frenzy. I, I, I mean, he was pastors still able to move. Not, he was still able to move around though. But I'm saying, like, pastors are. You're not that important. I think he's gonna close you right nah, here. No, no, he's not. He's gonna close. I promise you, the end of the video has a twist to it. I mean, let's be honest, if you travel a lot, I'm going somewhere, if you travel a lot, is it more convenient for you to go online and book your tickets or just to go and get on your plane when you want to and just go and take off, right? I mean, okay, I'm going to break it down and give you this illustration. All Private right, jets. Are you riding the bus? No. The reason why you own a car and you don't ride the bus or take Uber and Lyft everywhere is for convenience. Nah, I think that's, that's a great point, fam. Nah, I think that's a great point. That's he's saying he's saying having a car is, sub is a substantial price difference than having your own flight. Well, well, well it's how, having it, your own plane. It's relative to your net worth. No, one hundred percent. But if you're if you're a pastor that is supposed to take care of your flock, and obviously I'm not saying pastors, yo, you have to give all of your wealth to the. No, no, no. no I'm, I, I'm, there's I, a, there's a twist coming in this video. I, there's a hey, twist coming. In this video. Hey. I'm saying I'm saying if you are if you have a billion dollar net worth. Think about how much a billion dollars is. I'm going to be real with you. And you're, you're, you're going to think I'm capping, but I'm not capping. Hmm. I still would not fly private. I would just fly first class everywhere. All right. I'm 
I'm dead flying, serious. I'm flying private. I'm just telling you right now. Uh, go ahead, go crazy. And you go, you, and you would come on my jet with me and have hey, a great time. I'm, I, I, <laughs> I, I will gladly be a passenger in someone's private jet, but Michael will not be personally not. flying private. Like as a pastor, or own. just as your own as, as a human. I mean, so I'll give you an example. Right? Let's say any tribe blows up, mm-hmm. right? And we are making mad bread, yep. and we have uh, check this out. We have. Two shows in one night mm-hmm. in two different states. Mm-hmm. We're just trying to rack it up, you know. We're trying to perform, right? Yep. And we have to get off stage to then hop on a private jet to go perform for another thing. I'm down with that because we're trying to literally just not have to go through security, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yo, we just perform. Let's just get on the flight. Let's just get on our private on on a private jet mm-hmm. and just go to the other show, finish it, go home. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's like it's like quick. Like okay, boom, boom. I don't gotta stay in the hotel room overnight. Yep. Wake up in the morning at five a.m. I can just go do do do, and I'm out. Sure, you know what I'm saying. But the expectation of an artist as opposed to a shepherd, very different. Fair. Very I, I, told, different. I told you there's a twist coming. I'm I'm waiting. I told you I'm waiting. So so you would have a private jet. Yes. <laughs> nah, I'm playing. I'm, I, I completed that for shock value. Nah, I really wouldn't, bro. I, I would save money and just get first class. All right, let's keep watching. Listen, whenever you want to take your family to the amusement park across town, you don't get online and start looking at bus tickets. You got to figure out when the bus is going to come, worried about missing the bus, and you got to go to the bus station, put your kids on the bus, be around people that you may not know, and then you got to get back before the bus line stops running and all this. No, you go to your garage, you get in your convenient car that you purchased, mm. and you go to where you want to be on your own time. Why? Because you decided to purchase a car instead of riding the bus or taking an Uber. So just as you are seeking privacy and you are seeking convenience by purchasing your own personal car, so you don't have to rely on anyone else. You can go and come when you want. You don't have to be bothered with people if you don't want to. In the same way, that might be a reason why a leader, or anyone for that matter, might want to purchase a private jet. What's the average car worth in America? Uh, like what, 30, uh, like 40 racks? Okay. 48,000. Okay. Okay. What's the average salary in America? Uh, like 60. Average salary in America is 56,000. Oh, okay. 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 So let's do the math on that. I'm thinking. I'm the thinking. average person is driving around a vehicle that's eighty. That's worth eighty five percent of their annual income. Okay, it's a necessity. I gotta okay. get from point is A. It I have, is it yes. though? Yes. Not yes the, I mean, th- there's public transportation. There it's not is. a necessity. There's it a difference is. between a need and a want. Okay. Why would I take public transportation and have to do stops? Have to carry my groceries for mad long, mm-hmm. like. I'll do that. That's not that. That's not like taking it's, public it's, transportation it's is not inconvenient. Yes, inco- no, it, no. It's <laughs> inconvenient. But I'm saying, it, like having a car mm-hmm. in some places is a necessity because there's no public transportation. I'm not talking about places that don't have any buses. Like you're in the Hicks of Alabama. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm talking, talking about, about in most major cities, there's public transportation. But there's we not have, good we public have public transportation, transportation here. It's terrible. My, my same in Atlanta. My my mother-in-law gets up. And I usually take her to work. She's been wanting to go on her own. If I take her to work, I can leave here at 7.15, get her to work by 7.25. If she wants to take public transportation, she'll get up at 5.30 to get on the, well, get on the bus at 5.30. Really bad. But she can do that. She can survive without. It's just very difficult. So if your net worth is, what's the average net worth in America? Average net, uh, median net worth in America, 121000 That's dope. Okay. Yeah. That means that a person is driving a vehicle that's 46000 That's like 35% of their net worth. 
Because then you need a car to get around. Some people do. do. you need a private jet to get around? Be real. Some people may no, need a private no, jet. No, 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 no. Kanye may need a private jet. Be real. Be Some real. people may need a private jet. Be real. So, so all I'm Would saying is- Would you rather pay 70000 for one trip uh-huh. on a plane or just buy a plane ticket for like three, four hundred? dollars No, no, no. But it, it depends on your net worth. Hey, man. Because because you're, you're looking at it like the the expense. I'm saying there are people that are worth a billion dollars that for them having a a plane that's fifty million dollars is the equivalent of you having a car. If you are a shepherd of a flock, I do not believe that you should have that much money in one single thing. Okay. The different expectations. Right, let's, let's keep watching. Private jet's going to be $60 million, and that's extravagant. Ah, be careful. Now you're starting to see where I'm going with this video. Be careful, because what you consider extravagant might not be extravagant to someone else. And what you don't consider extravagant, someone else very well may. So you might have a $60,000 SUV. And in your mind, that's not extravagant, because you need to have a third row, and you need to have that for your kids to get around and things like that. But someone else might look at you and say, you know what, you're living extravagantly because you could have purchased a much less expensive vehicle that still got you from point A to point B. You are living extravagantly because you have a $60,000 vehicle, not a $60 million jet. Or maybe you just bought your kids a $600 Xbox. And you're thinking, ah, it's not the same. But someone else who's less fortunate, who can't afford that, is saying, Mm. wow, you spent $600 on an Xbox? That's living extravagantly. So we got to be careful. So before you pass judgment on one of these pastors. So so let me just. Whatever twist you're talking about, I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't. That's not, that's literally not the same thing. If we're talking about, if the argument is metrics, like, oh, well, you know, the calculations is, the, is, the, is, the, is if you buy an Xbox, that's the same thing if somebody that has a billion dollars is buying mm-hmm. a plane. It's like, that's literally, like, to me in my head, yeah. not the same thing. But the ratios are exactly the same. No, 100%. The ratios and are exactly the same. 100%. Now, 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 now I'm a poke. I'm a poke right now. Poke. And this, this happens to me all the time. What are we wearing on our feet right now? I have some Yeezys on right now. I have some Yeezy slides. What am I wearing? You're wearing oof, some Jordan Bird 11s, baby. Okay. You realize that this conversation that we're having all the time based on tennis shoes. All the time. What do you mean? How dare you wear some Jordans? How dare you? Right? Preachers and sneakers. That's the homie, by the way. Oh, yeah. He's, he's hella cool. I love that guy. Yeah. Same exact logic. One hundred percent. But once again, bro, like you have to under like you have to understand. Like I'm not going by principle. I'm going by case by case. Like yeah, I yeah, like sure. like like you're someone that goes by like uh like principle. Okay, yeah. this is the calculations. Like this is what it means, yeah, yeah. and I respect that. But for me, if somebody spends like 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 okay, if somebody spends a rack mm-hmm. on sneakers. Mm-hmm. That they did, that they wrote a book or whatever. Mm-hmm. I I get that. That's a rack, bro. Mm-hmm. And yes, a rack to someone who's poor could be like a a, a freaking game changer, mm-hmm. bro. But fifty anything over a million for a, a plane that's not a necessity. And yes, you can literally bro, enjoy these, things. These, these Jordans are not a necessity on my feet. They're not. But it's like it's something. Yeezys aren't a necessity on your but feet. But it's something that <laughs> it's something that you enjoy. And right? someone might that's enjoy a private jet. Oh, but that but that sum of money mm-hmm. cannot be justified for that purchase, but, especially uh, but, for a shepherd. But that's you, what I'm saying. But though. do you understand that the same exact argument gets made about nice shoes? That doesn't that doesn't even equate. And I, I know you're not making that argument to me. No, I'm not. I'm, I'm saying that I know people, I've seen the comments. Yes. But that doesn't make any sense logically to me, to Mike Hell, to compare like 
I'm not comparing principle. Mm-hmm. I'm not comparing principle. I'm comparing case by case study. It does not justify someone having a fifty million dollar jet mm-hmm. and a thousand dollar sneakers on their feet. That does that does not correlate to me. I don't care what the metrics say. Mm-hmm. In my head, that does not mean the same thing. Okay. When I think of a a shepherd, mm-hmm. think okay, think fifty million dollars. What can that do for a community? If that money is invested, not on, not into them, and even if they have it of like if, where, where it's like, oh, I, I wrote my books, yep. and this is my book money, so mm-hmm. I spend my money the way I want. Sure. Yo, respect, fam. At the end of the day, you're a shepherd. Mm-hmm. And you should not, not that, I don't want to say you should not, I don't want to speak in absolutes, mm-hmm. but that is unwise in my opinion. If you're leading a flock, because I say this because we as Christians, and I hold this standard on myself, uh-huh. we should be generous people. We should be eagerly generous uh-huh. Especially if you have that kind of money yeah. to be like, yo, you know what? Let me help do this. Let me help do that. Hey, does anybody so, in my so again, congregation? I, I think I think the tough part is like you're conflating Christian and flock just now in that statement. Yeah. Right. So I think if we're are we talking? Because uh, again, there's, there's a twist coming in the video. Are we talking pastor? or Are we talking? I'm talking Christian? pastor. Okay. Pastor. So you're okay with a Christian having a fifty million dollars? Yo, job? yeah. Do what you want. And as long as long as okay. So just just so we're clear. What do you guys think? A Christian having a $50 million jet? Because I think based on that logic, none of us should have a $50 million jet. No one should have a $50 million jet. If the standard is X, Y, and Z, live modestly, be humble, yeah. don't have things, we could all point to things in our own lives that we don't need, that we like, and we have the 100%. money to spend, and we get. 100%. And so I, it's like, where do you draw the line on some of this stuff? Like, like, is it wrong for a pastor to have a Tesla X? No, nah, it's a car. Boy, that's a very lavish car. That's a hundred. That's a hundred thirty thousand dollar car. The Tesla Model X. Tesla Model X is a hundred thirty thousand dollar car. That's with all the upgrades, all the all, all everything. Hundred hundred thirty thousand dollar car. Like like what, that's what I'm saying. Like it's arbitrary. Like where do we make the cutoff? Yeah. Right. Like where is that line? Is it a three hundred dollar pair of shoes? Is okay. I see what you're saying. But a thousand dollar pair of shoes is not okay. Or is, or is it a five thousand dollar pair of shoes? Right. And I'm just saying, as someone who we all like things that we don't need. We do. We all buy yeah. things we don't need. We enjoy certain luxuries that, yeah. that the average person living globally will never get to see a pair of Yeezys. Yeah. Let alone own a pair of Yeezys. Yeah, I have several. Right? And you have several. And so all I'm saying is like, I I, I, I hear you and I think the macro principle is right. I'm just saying that line of where do we draw that line, I think could be very blurry and it could be subjective. That's, that's, that's what I'm trying to get I at. Can, I, I can shake your hand and say, is subjective. And that leads me to question number two, which is perhaps the most important one of this video, and that's the fact that who is actually purchasing this jet. Now, this is the key, I think. This is what you're getting at. I think you're getting at the um, the core, the crux of the conversation, I think, is right here. Yeah. Now, to be clear, because none of the stuff that I said probably makes any sense until we get to this point, I do not believe that the church should be responsible for purchasing a pastor his own private jet. Why? Because more than likely that guy is going to be using that jet for personal travel or for ministry travel to go to other ministries, other churches and preach. How is that impacting the church? How is that affecting the church? Right? It's not. I don't believe you should take people's hard-earned money that is supposed to go towards salaries, expenses, maybe a building campaign or other things that need to make the church run to fund the private jet of the pastor. Mm-hmm. Here's where we get into it. But let's just say that pastor has taken time to invest his own money. Maybe he has a trust fund. Maybe he has an inheritance. And he has saved up his salary or whatever he's done 
But he has another $40, $50 million in the bank that did not come from the church. Mm -hmm. Who are we to tell this man how he is supposed to spend his money or not? Any more than you want somebody telling you how you need to spend your money and what's too extravagant for you or whether you should or should not get your kid those Jordans, or whether you should or should not take that trip to Hawaii, or you should or should not buy that Tesla that costs 80000 That's why I, just, I was just talking about a Tesla. <laughs> you don't want anybody telling you that you, you shouldn't live an extravagant life. So who are we to tell someone else how they decide to spend their money? So to be clear, as long as the church is not purchasing these jets, they should be able to do whatever they want. The problem is, I in most cases, that. the church is funding yeah. this, and that is where we go wrong. Yes. The third question is really I, quick, I, and that's yes. the fact. Is this pastor flawed? So you, so you agree with it? Yes. But I think I would just asterisk the fact that if that is his own money, then he should let that be known. Yeah, yeah I'm it, 100% and, with yeah, you. Yeah, instead yeah. of it being ambiguous of like, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, hey, guys, I invested this money. Like, being transparent. Like, yeah. I don't... Like you know what I'm saying? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. not not being the ambig like like not having the ambiguity mm-hmm. like fuel speculation. Hundred percent. Like I'm with 100%, 100%. that. I'm hundred percent with that. Okay, you've been persuaded. Damn I like it. it. Do you see this person flaunting their riches, making other people feel bad because maybe they don't have as much? The Bible has a word for them. He says, teach those who are rich in this world not to be proud and not to trust in their money, which is so unreliable. Their trust should be in God, who richly gives us all we need for our enjoyment. The Bible says we should enjoy our riches if God blesses us with that. He keeps going, tell them to use their money to do good. He says, do good things with it. They should- and this is what you're echoing here. You yeah. said this earlier. Be yeah. rich in good works and generous to those in need. Give it away. Always being ready to share with others. By doing this, they will be storing up their treasure as a good foundation for the future so that they may experience true life. So the yeah. real issue here is not whether or not a pastor or a Christian, for that matter, is rich. I don't believe God cares about that. The idea is how are you stewarding what God has given you? Yes. And are you obtaining it honestly? But here is the whole point of the entire video. And if you stay to the end, this is where I've been trying to go. Be careful that you do not project an expectation or a restriction on a pastor that you would not place on yourself. (laughs) See, many of us have this idea that I as a Christian can get away with something, but my pastor can't. I can go to the club and shake my butt but no, I better not see my pastor. No, no, no. The standard <laughs> is the same. But yes, spend more time looking at your own life, looking at how you spend your money, looking at whether you are living extravagantly, whether you are living lavishly, whether you are doing good deeds with your money, whether you are sharing, whether you are applying biblical principles with the money that God has blessed you with, rather than simply looking at what someone has and immediately passing a judgment on them. Then ask yourself this question. If I had a million dollars, would I buy a million dollar home? If I had hundreds of thousands of dollars sitting around, would I buy a Tesla? If I had millions yes. and millions of dollars and money was not an issue and I love to travel all over the world, let's say I had a billion dollars, would I buy a private jet so I could have that convenience and that privacy? No. See, when you start to look at yourself <laughs> first, and this goes with all of the relationships that you would have, this goes across the board for your life, this is great advice. When you look at yourself first, before you start to look at other people, you'll then be in a much better place to actually assess what might be going on in someone else's life. No, 100%. 100%. Down below. I'm not you. even... My, so, my so, position is not judgmental. Yeah, yeah. No, like, no, no. I, I was yeah, just saying yeah, yeah, it was... Yeah, yeah. I, I think your position was fine. I think Alan would totally agree with you, yeah, most yeah. of your position. Someone just said this. Well, catch this. He said, if you had a million dollars, did you buy a million dollar home? Think about this for a second. And someone said, I don't want a mansion. I don't. 
brother, I could open you Redfin right now and show you the bare minimal. You see my family yeah, around? Cali, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Cal- bare minimal I need is a million-dollar home. Yeah, for sure. So some of you guys are like, you find out I- I'm about to get a million-dollar home, God willing, next year, right? And y'all going to think I'm living in a mansion when really it's like a four or five bedroom regular home. You see how some of this stuff could be subjective. And so the, 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 the tough part is, is, is that like projecting things that we are ourselves not necessarily consistent in based on the ratios. A million, a million dollar home in California is not a mansion, fam. Like a million dollar home in New York City is not a mansion. Yeah. A million dollar home in Atlanta Maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe Texas, maybe Texas, right, right, and that, but that's but that's a massive home in Texas. So I think that's the tension that that, that Alan was trying to kind of tease out in this video. And I'm with you, tithe dollars. You shouldn't be out here flexing, and yeah, your primary like, income is tithe money. And, and I don't, and I don't speak in a way of like, oh, I'm speaking in judgment or in a way of like, I'm telling you what to do. Mm-hmm. I, I'm holding myself to the same standard, but mm-hmm. the thing is, is I'm not a shepherd. Yep. So I'm being very specific. And people are like, oh no, pastors and Christians are like, no, they should be the mm-hmm. same. Yeah. But that's not biblically true. Pastors, yeah, we are, are pastors are held to a higher standard. Yes, and like we'll be so. So yes, that. But that's what I mean. Yeah. So it's like when you're a shepherd of a flock, mm-hmm. like. I understand, like, oh, like, you could have, like, that, but that, that's what I was saying with the transparency of yep. funds. Yep. Hey, I invested this money that was not from the church. Mm-hmm. That, that's transparent. I and agree. it's like, yo, I bought this. Yo, fam, God bless. That's you. Yep. You did Amen. that. Amen. But when it comes to tithe money, stuff like that, 100%. you got to help your community. You got to help your yep. flock. You got to help, like, all, all these things regulate, help your staff, all that stuff. Yeah. I, and, 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 I'm not, and I'm not saying I wouldn't hold myself to that standard. Because if I was somebody that made a million dollars or made a billion dollars, I would definitely be giving a lot more than I already do because the whole like how 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 First Timothy said is to be giving yeah. and to and and this is one thing that I've I've been practicing in my life and to understand that um, no matter what I buy the new sneakers the PS Five mm-hmm. the whatever that you got a PS Five yeah I have a PS Five hundred percent have a have a whole streaming shout out, thing. shout out to you but it's like how many that, pa- how many pair of Yeezys do you own uh six. Six and I have like shout out to you. I have like fifty pairs of shoes, but I'm a sneakerhead. <laughs> I'm a sneakerhead. I'm but a sneakerhead. I'm a sneakerhead. I'm a sneakerhead. Khalil, thank you so much for the super chat. I said I think American Christians should start seeing themselves as the rich young ruler. Even the poorest of us are doing better. Yeah, especially in America. Like like poor people in America are doing better than eighty percent of the 100%. people outside of the country. Hundred percent. Which is a crazy thought. A crazy thought. You know. You know. You know. They they done studies and they found out that it's not poverty that causes people to do crime. It's relative poverty. That's crazy. So it's not you're poor and you have nothing. Those people are usually malnourished and don't even have the capacity to go rob and steal. Yeah. It's that you're poor and you're in proximity with people who are wealthy and you see the wealth that they have. Yeah. Right? And so it can create either a a, a direct comparison, a covetous desire to, to, to have something you don't have. And that's actually what creates crime and, 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 uh, and violence and and robbery. Right. Yeah. So I think, I think there's an interesting conversation. I like where Alan took the video. I thought it was a great video. I thought the title was great. Shout out to Alan just on that. And I thought it'd be interesting to have some of this conversation. I'll be completely frank with you guys, full transparency. Um, I'm probably going to own a million dollar home. Same. I live in San Diego, right? Get over it. I have a couple pairs of really nice shoes. I have a couple pairs of 12s. I have a couple pairs of 11s. I have two or three pairs of Yeezys. Yeah, right? I have uh, I have 50 pairs of shoes. Right. But what, what, what I'm trying to get at is that 
Um, if you're comparing what other people are doing and you're not looking at the ratios and you're not looking at the, you know what I mean? Like the, what, what is relative? Well, what isn't relative? If I were completely honest with you and I had a billion dollars and I've actually talked to my friends that like have North of $50 million net worth, billion dollar net worth. Um, they don't, they actually don't own jets because it's less efficient. What's becoming more efficient and actually more attainable for a lot of guys like, like an indie tribe, or whatever is, um, private, uh, private charter. So you don't own the jet, but like, here's an example. Like if I want to fly to Vegas, it's about 70 bucks, right? But if me, you, and Zach wanted to fly to Vegas, we could pay $400 and the three of us can charter a plane with six other people and it would be twice the price, but you don't have to go through TSA and it's, yeah, and it's faster, it. right? So I think that's actually where a lot, it's a company called JSX. I think that's actually where a lot of it is going and a lot of the, the billionaires and people that have the money. Because it, it really, financially, I think Michael's actually right. I was, I was teasing this out because you guys are like, the chat was going crazy. I was teasing this out. I actually think financially, it really doesn't make a lot of sense to have a jet. I don't think it makes a lot of sense to uh, the fuel, the upkeep, all that kind of stuff. But I do think flying semi-private and semi-charter, meaning that it's the same as flying Southwest, except you're on a, pla- on, a on a flight with eight people and it costs you two or three times as much as Southwest. Yeah. I think that actually makes a lot of sense because with because because there's the perspective of what is your time worth, right? If yeah. your time is worth whatever, an hour, $100 an hour, and you save two hours by not having to go through go to security, right? And But you pay that extra to it. Your time is worth more than that. And yep. I think a lot of folks don't understand the opportunity cost of not doing that. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's 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 a fair conversation to have. And so um, I'm not buying a jet. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm, I would never buy a jet. I think it's a bad... I don't care to travel that much. You know what I mean? Um, but, th- but those of you guys that are like, you think Christians should be broke and you think Christians should give it all away, we have two extremes, right? We have one extreme yeah. that... Uh, if you're a Christian, you're going to be rich. God's going to bless you with with everything you ever want, all Cap. your heart's desires. Cap. And you have the other extreme, which is, what about the widow's might? You should give everything away, right? And it's like, I mean, you should have that in your heart for sure. Because, but that that that's what I was saying earlier. Like, it's a heart, it's a heart thing, mm-hmm. it's a heart thing. So for me, I'm like, with the PS5 and the thing, whatever. It's like, at the end of the day, in my heart, I know that all this means nothing, and the real treasure is what I'm building up in heaven yes. with with um. You know, just serving, serving the local church, mm-hmm. serving my church, serving mm-hmm. others. Amen. Like those things are the currency of heaven, and I I long to build that wealth in heaven. Yes. Like all this stuff is cool because it's it's like, like how the how, how the word says mm-hmm. like moths will get to it. Like my PS Five will be old news in like five years. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Like like that don't matter. But me giving my time to my church. Is timeless to, in God's eyes. Like Amen. you see what I'm saying. Like yeah. as long as we know that in our heart, yep. I think we're good. Amen. And and I, but I would also say, if you want to build churches and hospitals and orphanages, that takes money, fam. A lot of money. That takes people who are creative, who have vision, who have work ethic, who have grit, who have relationships, to pull their resources together and build businesses that then go and build the churches and the hospitals and the orphanages. Yep. So folks are like, oh, you should just give – do you give all your money away? Do you live like a nomad? Do you live uh, – you know what I mean? Like I think it's, I think it's very it's just inconsistent. Not feasible. It's, it's not feasible. Yeah. People aren't putting expectations on us and pastors that they would put on themselves. How, put on themselves 100%. How, and, and, and the reason why I, I liked where Alan was going with this – yeah, I, but, but, but I will say that I've gotten those comments. I don't care, bro. I can care less. You don't yeah. know me. You're you have no profile picture. Man, I'm talking like, about I'm talking about folks who see me on a podcast and because I have a pair of Jordans on, yeah. dismiss my faith and say you got a pair of Jordans on. I, I don't care. You can think whatever you want. I don't know you. Yeah. I, I'm not I'm not in community with you. I'm not in proximity with you. 
Think whatever you want. And it says that Simeon blessed God.